0: Hey hey come catch this wave with the fix squad the fix is in i'm mr soul i'm tuning in what you doing Got him.
1: no real hip hop revealed that the fix pure you can feel it in the mix finally stop pushing the culture forward with this is it proceed at your own risk Got them beach balls and light, giving them truth in it. Scream revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments exactly everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Shit, no, what we said, dawn. Solid ground when we're there. Say it's no use, the culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah, revolving the art to shock. he with it, keeping the bees so on the block. Don't miss it. Welcome to the city, stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa Rain Love, Love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines, detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel, we rock with them for what's deep within. dense. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree, but if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat, take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree, but if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? The
2: Yes, sir. You're now tuned into the fix. Your source for faith-infused hip hop, R&B, and poetry, right here on SiriusXM Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. righty it's Thursday, <laughs> Thursday. Thursday, you already
0: know. Thursday.
2: <laughs> Thursday for, for that word,
0: for that righteousness. <laughs> I know. I
2: know. Wings, it's your boy DJ Focus checking in.
0: That's your girl dice gamble checking in on this thursday wake up wake up thanks for waking up with us on this thursday thursday thursday
2: listen dice it's a it's a it's a very very exciting day Mm -hmm. Uh, um, we we get a chance to uh host kirk franklin and maverick city right here in the city today you know the fix will be on media coverage So, uh, yeah, we're praying we get some exclusive content real, real soon, real, real soon. Uh, For all the listeners listening this morning, if you are in the Cleveland, Ohio area, Akron, Ohio area, Kirk Franklin, Maverick City, Jonathan McReynolds, as well as House Flames, are at the Blossom Music Theater tonight, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Go to BlossomMusic.com for tickets. Mm. Tickets are still available, so definitely you you uh, you know, you want to tap in. It's going to be a great night. The weather is looking good so far on the weather report. I'm okay. excited about that, that the weather report, they, they have been saying rain the last two days, Dice. So I'm like, oh, come on, because it's outside. It's outside of the outside uh, mm. uh, pavilion type okay. deal. So we are praying for no rain tonight. And a great, great performance from Kirk Franklin, Maverick City, Jonathan McReynolds, and everybody else. I, I'm just excited. Like I, I, sometimes you just need to get your spirit built back up. That. So you know, I you, and I get a chance to get entertained too as well. So it's like you got Maverick City that's gonna fill your spirit up. Yes. Jonathan McReynolds, then Kirk right. just gonna come out there and dance all day. So you just can't do nothing but just grin. for I know.
0: <laughs> I was watching this video where he said I almost died the other night. He was he was doing his little Michael Jackson dance steps. Right. I was like, oh, get it, Kurt. Here's the thing. Can you just bring Jonathan McReynolds and Kurt to the studio for me? That's all I need. That's all I need. I'm going to do my best. Enjoy yourself. I'm going to do <laughs> I, just need, I need one track. Just one. The, just one from the both of them. That's it. My only That's, wish.
2: You already know I'm going to throw you alive. You already know. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it once again you're tuned into the fix and of course our mission is to expose the culture to positive and relevant music that keeps jesus christ at the center of the message and listen another hot show for y'all again today listen i real talk talking today listen mm. Dice and i go in i don't know if y'all ready you know playful mm. you know dice and i like i said we always are trying to get free for ourselves it, it's yeah. therapeutic for us so we pray that we you know if uh, somebody listening it helps mm. you out so me and dice gonna talk about you know our little uh go back down memory lane when you know we used to roll them backwards and. Yeah. Garcia Vegas, That's Oscar right. Mos. Oh, I'm That's sorry. Right. Or, or, or smoke them pokes, them new pokes, them camels. Yeah. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Black and Miles. So we're mm-hmm. talking about our smoking saints today.
0: Smoking saints. Smoke.
2: <laughs> the smoking section. A
0: smoking section. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> like some of them still be firing up. I, I mean, I get it. I mean, we both get it. You know, we definitely live that life. And I thank God for deliverance and um, and all that. But we definitely, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk.
2: I'm Absolutely. Just thirsty, thirsty. Absolutely. We definitely gonna talk about it. Listen, we also have an exclusive interview. Got a chance to sit down uh with my brother uh Suave Calion. Uh he's mm-hmm. a global uh artist. Uh, uh, he owns his own record label. He's doing a lot of big things. Um with the indie tour so he'll be here, here to talk to us about everything he's doing with his indie tour with his record label with his music he's been over to london dice and done a lot of just different work over there so now he's trying to bring his uh, independent his indie tour right back here to the states and do his thing and he's just a super dope creative too as well so you definitely want to keep it locked for that exclusive interview and you never know what else we might talk about so you just definitely want to tell people the fix Squad on again. Wake up with us. Go ahead and uh, tweet us out right now. Go ahead and tag somebody, text somebody. Mm-hmm, tell mm-hmm. them it's going to be another fun show. And listen, the, the, the Fixed Squad is they on one again. <laughs> 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 listen, we got music right now on the way. Uh, we have, uh, let's get a little bit of detail this morning, as well as some Diggy Simmons. Mm-hmm. Also, we got some music from, uh, yep, let's go with uh, some... Of course love. But right now, you already know Kirk Franklin in town, Maverick City. Let's get some uh Maverick City and Kirk Franklin in with that. Bless me. Keep it locked. You are tuned into the fix. And the fix is in. You're tuned back into the fix. Your source for Faith Infused Hip Hop r and Poetry. Right here on Sirius XM, Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. You already know DJ Focus. Dice Gamble tapped in. Listen, uh, you know what time it is. We uh love to uh get the opportunity to highlight artists who are you know just doing things maybe you're not familiar with them or maybe you are but that's one thing to fix is uh has always been stand firm on on just highlighting artists and giving artists an opportunity to come on the platform and share their gifts that god has given them so listen uh, i got my brother on the line right now man that's i've been, I've been with my brother right now i was safe about six good months where i've been really been building with him and talking to him yes and, sir hearing his heart man so listen when i tell you he has a heart that's golden and he listen he's all about kingdom business so help me welcome uh listen he's uh he he owns his own record label he's a recording artist he does a lot man he's a promoter he's he's a a mixer and shaker man and he's global let's be very clear he he always says that too as well he said i'm global too as well help me welcome in Suave Calion, what's up my what's brother?
1: What's up, what's up, what's good my brother, so good to be here man, how you doing?
2: Man, listen, another day in the office man, I appreciate you rocking with us today yes, man. Yes sir, yes listen, sir. Let's, uh let's get into it, we got a lot to talk about, good a little morning. time. So, you know, for the people who may not know you, or maybe not know your faith story, can you share a little bit of your faith story with the people, maybe how you develop your relationship with Christ?
1: Absolutely man, um, be honest with you, I was a cat that grew up in church. I grew up in the historical Baptist church. I'm from Savannah, Georgia. And um, I've been doing hip hop, doing myself, you know, different things for a long time. But what I didn't understand, honestly, was the difference between relationship and, and just religion. And uh, when I was about, man, me and my wife had already uh, moved to Atlanta. We had just got here. I started going to the Harvest Tabernacle Church. And uh, really, my, my faith started to stretch in another place. I started to have a relationship with God over just something that I'm hearing other people saying while I'm having conversations with myself, and I, with him and myself. And I really thought that, that hip hop was done for me. That would be something I just couldn't do. And uh, I never forget it, man. I tell this story a lot, but it's real every time. I was in a, uh, we have this thing called The Harvest Have Talent. It's a, a thing once a year the church does. We just kind of highlight some of the talents in the church. And um, one, of the, uh, one of the ministers knew I did rap from, from before and was asking me to do something. I really didn't think that was gonna be something that's cool. And man, in that encounter, God told me, Cliz, man, you talking that I only would you do it, but you're gonna do it for me. Mm-hmm. And man, it changed my life, brother, because I was able to do it the way it is to me, authentically, for me. I didn't have to change and force my pen. I didn't have to start making a scripture in every bar, but I gave music that was authentically for my heart. And my heart was about you know really worshiping God and really bringing people to him. And it was, it was my opportunity uh, between religion and relationship. And, and that's something that I, I say anywhere I am. It's such a difference. And just really knowing authentically who God is, it allows you to authentically know who you are. And understanding that it gives a different type of zeal and a different type of confidence. that I'm going to be honest, I've never had in my life. I've been a good rapper too. Not just a good that guy to spit. I've been a good rapper my whole life. And I never had the confidence to be who I am to really stand out to really present this thing to the world is if you gotta have you need to feed it you know like it's important for you to digest this um, as I am now you know so I, I just you know that's who I am man a little quick nutshell um, but yeah man that's that side man that's Suave Cali young,
2: so talk about some of your musical inspirations growing up so we can kind of paint a picture of yeah, how yes. you form your musical sound so you know take us back man in the day man when you was man. in high school college cool. who was you who, who was you listening to?
1: Hey, so look, so when I said I've been in hip-hop my whole life, this is no exaggeration. My older brother is 14 years older than me. And I looked after, I was wanting to be like him. So like, I remember the 80s vividly, even though I was very young. I remember LL brand new. I remember hearing Rakim and these cats brand new. So like, I've been digesting hip-hop the whole way. It wasn't no skips and cuts and paces for me. I watched this thing grow from the beginning. As I grew physically, mentally, I'm growing with this music. So my favorite artist is Nas. You know, that's my, that's, to me, he's the illest MC of all time. You know what I mean? I love Tupac um, a lot, a lot. Like, that's, that's definitely one of my tops ever. You know, Jay-Z, Kanye. And so, like, in, in college, Kanye specifically, man, was just different because we only thought, you know what I'm saying, it was a time where if you rap, only thing you're doing is rapping about stuff sometimes that doesn't, it doesn't pertain to you. Like, you You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what music had become. So, people was only rapping about drugs and girls and, and these things of that nature. That's all it was. And what I really liked about Kanye was for the first time in a long time since, like, Daylight Days was a cat that just was cool just being himself and made it dope being himself. You know what I mean? So it, it allowed me to maneuver my pen even at that time differently because I had a mindset that whatever I write is going to be about what what's real to me, what I'm going through, what matters to me, what life is for me, because what you realize is a lot of people that think like you, but they don't have the talent you have to say it, to express it, to say these things. And so you draw an audience based off of them seeing you as their mouthpiece. And so, yeah, that's that's what I really, oh man, I'm a, I'm a Kanye guy, Jay-Z, you know, those type of guys are ill. But to me, Nas is my favorite, bro, hands down.
2: So with, with that being said, you know, Nas being your favorite, you know, you grew up, you know, like you say, older brother. So you were exposed to hip hop very early. Yeah. I, you know you experienced um your, your experience at church got you to a place to where you know you said all right was that your first time like doing hip-hop when you no. decided to do it at church
1: no man i've been rapping literally since i was probably three or four years old i've been freestyling my whole life i started writing rhymes when i was 12 years old mm. not big daddy kane those cats was who i, I like so my pain was always different you know, in terms of making sure what I'm expressing is and start provoking the best I could. I mean, I'm a kid, so you're doing the best you could. But no, I've been rapping a long time, man. I didn't just start rapping uh, when I came to God. I just thought I couldn't rap anymore. Um, being because of my subject matter, I, I still was rapping about what was important to me, but it was the ladies, it was the girls, it was the nightlife things I was doing that honestly I wasn't proud of or wasn't to glorify anymore. That wasn't was something I would continue to talk about, but if that's all I knew, I didn't know what else I could say, you know? So, um... Yeah, but I've been doing it, man. I've been rapping a long time, like I got secular albums and all of that stuff as well before, you know, I came to God and changed the way I thought my thought process was. So, yeah, I have been doing music a long time.
2: Take us through that, that process, man. I, I think sometimes we downplay the process of God really changing us you know we, we say the things we, we say the terms like you know being born again or you know allowing for God just just to sit at his presence really start studying your word on a higher level and your spiritual maturity so take us through that process you brought up some man some absolutely things that man talk about all the time you know struggling with the lust of you know fornicating with girls or whatever yeah. it may be and maybe you in the streets what was your process about like changing when you figured out you know what God I'm gonna submit to you and I'm I'ma do what you've called me to do.
1: I'ma be real 100. Um, with me, man, I'm, I'm in a frat. You know, I love my frat. Alpha Phi fraternity incorporated. Wow. And when I was in school, these cats were celebrities. Let's just be real. I went to HBCU Savannah State University, and in our school, it wasn't about being a football player, a basketball player. The celebrities on our campus was my brothers. You know, before they was my brothers. You know, what I'm saying these are who you are seeing. These are the guys, and it was about the girls. It's about the drinking. You know it was about the party life scenarios you know that was very that's what we was doing that's what it was about and um be honest with you man there was a lot of insecurity and things that i didn't know how to express at that time so to me if i had several women i didn't have to look at my flaws as deep because i can be validated through something like that That's being honest or in a in a church if i'm in a in a club scenario i'm gonna be honest like i said i, I was born in, i was raised in church i knew right from wrong but the difference was where i came from a lot of people, it was different in a sense that say you were a deacon. The Bible says you can't be drunk. We lived off that too much because we didn't understand the difference between relationship and that. So, for example, because of that, you would do whatever and you could justify to your mind because the Bible said don't get drunk. First of all, you could be drunk without knowing you are. That's the first thing. It's easy to be under influence, easily. But the other thing that I took away from that, I didn't understand my personal influence because I didn't see myself that way, honestly. You know, I couldn't see myself like that yet. I'm just one of the frat guys, you know? I didn't, I didn't see myself in the, in the impact I was able to do in, in, in spaces by me just speaking my truth and who God is. I didn't think that was real. So again, I knew who he was. I knew who he was by what somebody else said. I didn't know who he was in terms of my personal relationship. The difference is when it came to change, I started praying for myself differently. And it wasn't sounding like how it does in the old school churches, where it just sounds good when you're articulating it. You're modulating in a way that moves people in the space. No, it was a conversation like we have in here, a conversation where I had to be transparent and talking to him about who I am and and Father Abba, seeing him as my father and not just King of Kings and Lord of Lords, it was a change, bro. He took liquor from me completely. Mm -hmm. Not just, not no 12-step program. No, it was no more. And then he put a conviction in my spirit well, when I did it again, it was a sorrowness. It was a it was a sense of heaviness over me I never thought in my life. And I never did it again after that. Because it never be worth it. Because it was a disappointment, not a disappointment like it's a disappointment to my parents. Not like it's a disappointment to people that I think might care. It's a disappointment to something, to the person that's above all. And his mercy allowed me to keep breathing when I shouldn't have that opportunity. So for me, that was a big change for me. So now that I'm running for him, nothing matters. Nothing matters outside of me knowing that it's pleasing in his sight to a point that I'm going to be confident. I don't care who I'm in front of, because it ain't about that person. I don't care if it is Kanye or Nas. I don't care if it is Jay-Z or T.D. Jakes. These people, that's cool. But what I'm doing is bigger than that. So that, that's how you affected me, man. And that's really what I believe in. And what I say to my other folks that I know that do this music sincerely is Nas, stand on that confidence in God and worry about how it looks to you. Put a spirit of excellence in your presentation, and trust God, because He will get the increase, and that's what it's about. Not all these other things that come here—that's dope, because it only furthers the platform to put Him in the forefront of what's being done. So, you know that—that's how it works for me, man. Um, that was the transition, and to this day, that's what it's about, you know? If you put it in my, in my spirit fasting, the revelation is the name of my obnoxious mentality, which I understood what that meant. I seek God for revelation. He tells me what to do, and then he gives me the guidance and the wisdom of how these things must be executed, and I believe that's how a man should live, you know what I mean? And I live off that word, and you know what I'm saying? this. Just, just taking it one day at a time, not in a perfection level, but taking it in a place that, man, I'm, I'm constantly seeking his face to know, what you need more for me to do? What, I need to, what else can I be done? What, how else can we do this in the spirit of excellence? How else can we reach the people? Because these times, it's very important that we be the people that's reaching them. And I, I'm sorry to talk so much in that regard, man, but I'm passionate about this, Fix. That's real talk, man, for real.
2: Listen, you good, man. DJ Focus, uh, you tapped into the Fix right here. We got to go to break uh, talking with uh, Suave Calion. We'll be right back. Keep it locked. you tuned into the Fix. You tune back into The Fix, your source for faith and views, hip-hop, R&B, and poetry, right here on SiriusXM XM, channel 154, Holy Culture Radio, DJ Focus, still talking it with the super talented uh, Suave Calion. Listen, Suave, man, um, you're doing so much, man. I, I think uh, a lot of people don't realize the impact and the influence you've been having. Take us to, before we get to the indie Major Tour and everything that you've accomplished on that side, walk us okay. through the process of you starting your own record label and why did you even decide to even uh, start your own record label?
1: Yeah, man. Um, I'm going to tell you something. At our church, man, is a real mentality around uh, trusting God to, run, to be a, a, a influencer in your metron, in your space, and having the ability to have your own voice and dictate what that looks like based off those things. Um, I have two degrees. I've been in business my whole life. I'm I'm a general manager currently for a company. So I have an understanding of business and have an understanding of running things on the day to day of my own. Uh, so it to me was natural. And honestly, real music, to be honest with you, was very, when I was doing secular music, man, when I was in college, I had been on a, a thing with my partner and uh, I released my second. Project Secular was called Real Music, and from there, I, I, that was just my mentality. Now, when God changed my life, he allowed me to change what that means. Real music now is an, authentic, it's an, it's an authenticity in God. That's what it's about. It's about being real. There's no makeups or mask. It's coming at it from a passionate standpoint of being real without worrying about what nobody else thinks or feels, but you could come to God as you are. So it just offers a place where it's real is accepted. So that's what that's about. So yeah, man, it just, it gave me the freedom to be able to move how I needed to, um, without being on anybody else's clock for time. So, you know, I, I knew the things that was necessary to get going, like, you know, getting the, the, uh, the necessary equipment and stuff like that, and also aligning myself with a real engineer, a lot of myself with real producers, a lot of myself with real people that are really excellent in the warm artworks and, and video taking and stuff like that. So as long as I knew I could get the people that I need in terms of vendor form, I knew I could drive that bus myself as long as God is the one really driving and I'm there, you know? So that was my mentality around that. And man, honestly, let me tell you something. It was almost like it started happening every year in terms of those expansions when you were saying those other things that the brand is it birthed into. Uh, it was 2019... I want to say it was either 219 but it was 20. It was 20. Um, I was in church service. This is the first of the year. He gave me my first t-shirt design, which is one I'm wearing now, and he told me to move in excellence in terms of you're going to have a clothing line. I didn't have a person to press it. I didn't have selected any materials, nothing, just straight obedience, and from there it starts, and and that's my thing that I pride myself on. I trust myself. I mean, I just trust God in obedience level, so I'll walk faith,
2: what some people won't and i think that's been some of the reason why some things have been expanded so quickly that's amazing and uh i definitely want to uh, salute you man for uh being obedient you know a lot of times we get the revelation but we don't submit to what god has told us to do and I- i'm a firm believer of uh you know we can get off the plan the original plan that god had for us we get off that course and of course he starts a new course for us but what yeah. is greater that we miss that we were supposed to be on this path? right that that's that's amazing that you you know you you caught that revelation and you went and said you know what I've done it my way enough let me go ahead and do it guys way,
1: man you said it a hundred percent that's what I'm I did it myself to the point I know I don't want to do that no more you know.
2: So talk about this uh, indie major tour. How did you one connect? How how did you put this thing together for the people uh-huh. who don't know about it? Then two, how did you connect with all these different artists from around the world like? You gotta talk about that. Come on now.
1: Man, absolutely, man. I'm gonna tell you something, and this is no exaggeration. That was a hundred percent a revelation of God. Um I had been think it came to me before when I released my first single. Um, my first single my first single when I started doing this bright music is called Good News. And around the time I released it, I-, I started getting global recognition from Africa and these different places. Stuff I didn't never think was possible. And when at that time different things was happening. Um, I I was able to be on a a, a tour date with a a good friend of mine, Enrique Holmes. He had just released this this globally recognized project and he was doing the tour and he allowed me to open for him. Mm -hmm. And so it was a different type of vibe being in an environment like that. Like it lights you up for something else. And so I'm thinking, cool, I'm I'm open to wherever but opportunities are. So when God told me that I would go, this initially how uh, that, that project came is that he told me I was gonna go to learn the UK back then. And he told me I would be on tour there. So what I imagine, again, like how you said, going back to space for understanding. At that time, I thought, okay, you gave me enough. That's what you're telling me. I'm gonna just wait on the phone call. I just wait on an email. I wait for somebody to tap me on my shoulder because that's how I thought it was gonna go. And um, that's what I was expecting. I'm gonna continue to move in. I never changed that mindset. I'm waiting on it to happen, man. And um, man, plainest day, it was August, about two years ago. I was actually doing a show in Greenville, South Carolina. God, again, told me clear, like we're talking now, you're going to go to London, UK, yourself. Mm. You're not working on the invitation. I'm the invitation. I'm going to give you more you your weight than when you start. You trust me. Let's do this, basically. And I mean, I meant that, man. I walked in the dark with nothing. And I just started trusting God, man. So I, I was getting some spins in London. Specifically, I built a relationship somewhat with a radio station there. And I reached out to the DJ over there, just randomly, just kind of starting walking in the obedience. And I didn't expect it to go like it did. I reached out to DJ Mark. DJ Mark gave me all these people to reach out to off his word because he mm-hmm. was ready to rock with me ASAP. I'm talking about the first conversation we had never talked before. And that's how I met DJ Shuns. That's how I met uh, JL Parleon. That's how I met you know all these different amazing artists. And then from there, God just kept connecting the dots. So as I make one relationship, God put me with the next one. And it's has consistently been like that. And all I do is when I'm in these rooms, it's like God just gives me what to say. I'm just being real. There's no special whatever. But people, we, we build these relationships as if we've been friends forever and we didn't know each other for nothing. When I got to London, this is true. When I got there, I never met these people in person. We embraced each other like we've been knowing each other for 10, 20 years. The love was as if we was there. I knew them. They introduced me to their crowds. They they brought people to me. It was an amazing experience, and it was something that sparked something to keep going. So after that um it was just okay what's gonna happen next and like i told you seeking like you said actually we seek god for the next revelation so now the tour is beginning what do you do next and i knew i wanted to do some 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 till dates in the states and all these different things and and now that i learned these things from that first experience what did i do now and that's how it kind of kept going man and relationships kept coming and and opportunities was presenting itself and um now we are ready for the next one in october you know and uh we also are getting our uh our beginnings set for our next one overseas which is going to be in South Africa next year and uh you know I'm looking to keep going man until God says stop and what he's also doing is he's offered he's opened up another form of a uh, of, of stream or another form of look through the, through the company which is now we have a movie uh part of the uh the company where we actually made a film from that first experience in London and from there I had so many different conversations with other people that do directing and writing there is some beautiful things that's going to come from something that didn't exist prior. Again, God gives it to me out of nothing because I didn't expect to do that either. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. So, it's a global tour. It features top talent globally. Um, and and there's no other way to put it, man. God said you're going to be the headliner. And that's wild because I didn't, you know, I didn't feel I had that presence in those places, but I trust him in his presence. And the experience in London was so life-changing to me. That is just, I'm ready to do anything he tells me to do. Like, for him to show himself into that, and I had no prior anything in that place, and the type of movement that God that took place there, it's like I only expect the greatest things from him now. I only expect you to blow my mind literally daily. Um, and, and that's thats kind of how high, high blossom.
2: Listen, talk about um, your experience and the scene with Christian hip-hop over in London. I think a lot of people don't even realize
1: oh, how they,
2: the presence of uh, Christian hip-hop is in London.
1: Man, listen, listen, focus is gigantic, it's gigantic. I was, one of the uh, reasons I was able to meet so many people, DJ Shuns, my sister now, but at the time she was just, you know, a person that I reached out to through DJ Mark. She put, they had an actual conglomerate. They have a uh, a WhatsApp group that's literally comprised of the top talent in London, UK, all of them, as well as the mid tiers, as well as the, the people just start. They're in one place and they build together organically the sound is different because there's so many different blends of culture in the area, but it's different in the sense that, I guess because the school structures and the life situations are different, people mature a lot faster. So you got guys 18 years old that have been saved for real since they was 15. Not to save like I was. When I was 15. It was still bothering. No, I'm talking about they sold out for of God right now. So they pen is already authentically, you know, you a kid, you hip-hop culture, but your pen naturally is, is on rock by the Guinness of God. So your beat selection, uh, they, they kill a UK drill. Um, they got a different sense of soul, mixtures of production, similar like I like a Kanye or like a Jay Dilla. Um, and it's hungry. So like, and it's a lot of different outlets. They have whole facilities. Well, facility might be the size of like an elementary school. Each one of these rooms is a full studio. They have that type of access to music professionally. So it's a lot of music coming out all the time. And they on themselves in a, in, a, in a very aggressive way. Um today they they taking over the airways they didn't ask they started building their own stations man they started building their own shows and building their own following to the point it's it's really getting over here and I think LeCrae is in love over there but he's been over there several times and done some amazing things and actually my DJ DJ Shuns for example has, has done some things for him herself and uh it's it's a crazy crowd, man. You looking at, you know, rock rock crown, rock band type crowds mm. in outdoor areas, packed everywhere you can see, and they there just for worship. You know, so it's, it's definitely lit something on me. I'm looking
2: to see us do it here as well. Listen, DJ is talking with the super talented Suave Calion. We got to go to break. We'll be right back. Keep it locked. You tuned into the fix. You know the fix is in. Get two back into the fix your source of faith infused hip-hop r&b and poetry right here on sirius xm channel 154 holy culture radio dj focus uh talking with the super talented suave calion suave man i gotta get you out of here but man before i get you out of here man I- i'm interested to know, what do you think, in your humble opinion, is missing right now in Christian hip-hop? You being able to go over to London and do things, you've done things in the States, uh, you've been around uh, hip-hop itself for a long, long time, so you've seen yeah. both sides. What do you think is missing specifically in Christian hip-hop right now?
1: Man, I, I think one of the things, first of all, is we just gotta allow ourselves to get out of this beach-market mindset. We bigger than that. You know what I mean? I, I, I said that to something else the other day, Well, a lot of times we allow Christian hip-hop to be in this box. And so because it's Christian hip-hop, you got some folks that does secular music and listen to secular music. They gonna listen because of the Christian stigma in their mind. Then you got the church that don't want to, you know, necessarily support sometimes because they feel it's too urban. And it's only because people don't all, everybody's not walking into authenticity. That's the real life thing. Hip-hop is freedom of expression. Let's keep it real, which means it's going to be authentically good because of your, because of what you believe, what you live your beat selection, your your, your, your your flow in this culture, it has ability to be awesome in that regard, and I just feel like that's one of the things, like, there's a few guys that do it extraordinary, but it could be so much more, and I think some of the restrictions are people are trying to be, let me make sure everything is a scripture. everything is of him you know, but if everything is of him you know, of, of Abba, it's already good you know, you just go for it and understand you're moving in the spirit of excellence, you represent something bigger than you, so it's cool to be yourself and trust him to do the rest that's a big deal to me Other thing is just, you know, let's just continue to extend the the mindset of this unity, y'all. We could do so much more together than we could do apart. Like, so much more. And that's something that the hip-hop culture has understood for a long time, as well as every other form of genre you look at. Like, just being banded together among like-minded individuals is so much that can be accomplished. Not worrying about class. Not worrying about where you are in status at that moment. Just listening and having an to understand what good sound like. That's real. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, you know what I'm talking about, man. I'm not going to get into that, but you know, you know what good sound like, with strong quality music sound like? Let's push everybody together because we can do way more, you know what I'm saying? Together than we could do alone, you know what I mean? And especially in this, because I'm listening to your heart, man. You're a man of God. And that's why you are making the moves that you make because it's a God first mentality. Our whole genre is supposed to have this mentality. If we sincerely moving like that, it really can't be nothing in our way. So that'd be what I see, for real. And when I look to daily fix and change, because we can't be played on any radio station that they have, man. We were just as good. But the main thing is when you're on that platform, you don't compromise. I don't care who I am. I don't care who radio station it is. Nah, God. Nah. You know, God is is my purpose. No, God is, is is the driving force of this music. You know, and, and and I believe it can be a transition for you as well. And, and the, the beauty, the beautiful thing about God is, He's come as you are. He doesn't have a restriction of where you at because the main thing is we bring you to Him anyway. So we don't have to be perfect first. And if we can live in that mentality and approach the audience of the world in that mentality, it's so much that can be accomplished. And I really believe that, you know, for real.
2: That's good, and, and I agree. Um, you said some things about just being able to somewhat be creative as an artist and be able to express your artistry, but still be able to keep it to where people know for a fact that you are kingdom, that you are, you know, um, using your gift to glorify God, but also to minister to people's needs. You made a, you made a song uh, beginning of the year. uh, I believe SitCon love um, where you talked about you and your wife's relationship and just the beauty of that. Yeah, Uh, Unfortunately, you know, we're coming out of this pandemic, it's pretty much over with, but at the beginning of the pandemic, like a year and a half ago, we saw a lot of kingdom marriages crumble for whatever reason, you know, by them being home and everything that was happening What's that solid advice you would give as a married man, as a man who makes music, that you're, you know, you want to make sure you include your wife in and, and express that love and everything that you guys have built and God covering that? What's some advice you would give to a married couple listening to us right now, or even uh, somebody who's, uh, you know, a couple that's dating, is courting right now? On man, marriage.
1: absolutely, absolutely, man, I love kingdom marriage, homie. That's that's a big deal to me. it. It really, really is, and. This is why God makes such vivid uh, of, of interactions in terms of the church being the bride and in and these and he's conversations around what church is and, and what a marriage is, a real marriage, y'all. So that's why with the kingdom marriage term is there for a reason. Because when God brings two people together, yes, nothing can separate it. Understand God doesn't put everything together. But if he does, it's a big deal. You know what I mean? So, um... Man, first of all, God need to be the front of your house, man. He need to be the head of your household. This is not cliche. This is real life. This is what I live. This is what I know for a fact. You want, I don't care how tough a man you are. I don't care how many millions of dollars you're making. If God's not the head of our house, it's going to crumble. It's not going to stand that way, first and foremost. And, and it's a lot of things. My thing is, when you read scripture, read the whole thing. Don't read the thing about the wife to so be submissive and then don't read the other things about the fact that you're supposed to love her like Christ loved the church. You could just stop right there. You could put a pause right there. It's no greater love. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you love your wife that way sincerely and, and understand we have the ability, we have the, the the privilege, You know, we have the honor to be billboards for God through this mic, through these visuals, through these platforms. Well, us saying these things and, and expressing them authentically, it resonates differently because some things they can't hear in the church. Some things they're not gonna see in their home, I didn't. Being 100, my parents was excellent parents. They was not the, that wasn't the type of husband and wife situation I knew I was gonna seek after, you know what I mean? So it had to be something else to give it to you. So why not it come from that ill artist that got this other dope music that he makes you understand that his label is him and his wife that he makes you understand, you know, that she's very important to him, that she's his wife, she's his motivation. You know what I'm saying? It gotta be like that, because somebody gotta know. Because if you don't, you know, where's the silence, where's the void? Other things allow you to believe this is the answer. You know, and the world isn't always putting spotlights on these things. Secular or whatever, nobody talks about marriage I in the way that they should. And it was a blessing to be able to have that opportunity.
2: No, that's real. And I think you guys, you you demonstrated that in this song. uh, For the ones who haven't listened to it, definitely uh, take a listen to it. Watch the video, too, as well. I thought it was a super dope. uh, You know, it wasn't over the top. It was straight to the point. Sometimes we need videos that can just capture just, you know, what it looks like. And and one thing I want to say, you said something about submission. God put this on my heart years ago. Everybody looks at that scripture in Ephesians 5 and 21. They look at it the wrong way. I'll be honest with you. Because we skipped a part where it says, it does say submit to your wife, but it also says at the beginning of that verse, submit to one another like Christ reverenced the church. So that means that I have to learn to submit to my wife too as well. And that's something that God had to work on me on because to your point, you're right. He sent a helpmate for a reason. She has a personal relationship with him too, as well. He might be wanting to speak to her this time to convey a message to me, and it's up to me to say, you know what? Whatever it may be, yeah, I need to. I need to listen to that. It might be a good suggestion. Yes, I need to listen to that. I can't be so prideful to say, oh no, I'm the man. I'm gonna make this call. This is what it's gonna be. That's that's foolery. for all my people, our married couples, listen right now. Y'all on the same team. Y'all win together.
1: (laughs) Talk to him, Doc. Hey, man, I thought that poem was excellent. And, and let me say this out my mouth. Specifically, God has spoken to me several times through my wife. And I'm going to tell you something. You know the difference. His sheep will know his voice. You know when it's him talking, you know when it's just her talking. You know the difference. Same way from her. And it's been several moves that we made in this life that I wouldn't have made if God didn't tell me that through her. I mean that, man. I'm, I'm talking about even literally coming to Atlanta. This wasn't an easy move. I, I was in Savannah doing well and I had another opportunity that I would have been right by home But things seemed easy. God talked to me directly and said, no, nah, you're going to take the risk. Faith is not going where easy is. Specifically, man, like it, it came that way. She was the first person who told me I was going to be a Christian hip hop artist when I thought that was never going to happen to me. They knew me for these bars. That's how she met me. You know, I, she knew me for my, that's what she knew. So, and she told me, You know, I ain't necessarily with that type of music, but you ever thought about Christian hip-hop? And at the time, I didn't know anybody like I know now in terms of the skill set. So I 100% agree, man. I'm glad you stopped and paused to make that very, very, very big statement to be known on this this, this type of platform. Yes, yes, absolutely, man. I'm, I'm glad you said that. That just blessed me even more, to be honest
2: listen suave i appreciate you today man can you tell the people how they can connect with you following you on all your social media platforms and as well uh introduce your latest single
1: absolutely so look um you can follow me on instagram it's suave s-u-a-v-e c-o-l-i-o-n-e it's suave Calione. Uh on twitter it's Calion Swave. another story we're not going i don't know why and did on uh, on Facebook, you can follow me either way. You can follow me under my, my real name. I don't believe in the alter ego things, man. Clark Kent and Superman are the same guy. So Sa Morrell is who I am on Facebook, as well as I have an artist page under Swarth Calion. Follow both, please. And um, yeah, man, let's connect. I really don't put restrictions. Like you said, I take that global piece serious, man. When God put it on me, it's you global now. I take it very serious. I'm open anywhere in the world. You know, if it's a need, you guys want to reach out to me. I have an opportunity to be, you know, ministering in that area, in that region. It would truly be a privilege. Reach out. Let's go. You know, let's make it happen. And I also would like to introduce you all. You know what I'm saying? On on, on this prestigious platform with my guy. Uh, sitcom Love, man. And uh, oh my God, this is this joint is doing incredible globally. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's something that resonates to a lot of people. Even if you don't think you're the church person, even if you don't think you, you know what I'm saying, the secular music prayer, whatever the deal is, this is this is music that resonates with us all and is dedicated to my bride and the sitcoms of the 90s. So it's sitcom love. Suave Cali Young featuring my brother Louis Dudley II. let Let's go.
2: Keep it locked. You tuned into the fix. You know the fix is you tune back into the fix your source of faith infused hip-hop r&b and poetry right here on sirius xm channel 154 holy culture radio you're rocking with dj focus and dice gamble and listen it's that real talk topic time uh you know dice and i love just you know having these conversations that need to be had i don't think they had enough i think we uh you know sitting on our little uh you know soap boxes in, in our homes and we want to talk about this stuff but don't want to bring it up and we know we need to talk. we need to get better let's, let's just be very clear we need to get better as uh, a community of believers um, a lot of us are getting good good bible teaching nowadays mm. so now it's time for us to start changing a few things i get you know before you know you were going to the church you're going to or the ministry you're going to now you probably were not getting the teachers that was convicting you but now you can't tell me every Sunday, uh, whether you're watching online or whether you uh right there in them pews or in that chair that you, you know, God ain't speaking to you and telling you, you, know, you to stop that. So of course, you listen, today, Dice, what are we talking?
0: Mm. Okay. What we talking about on this Thursday
2: Smoke. <laughs> Smoke on <laughs> We talking about smoking. We talking about smoking today, Dice. Right? So we talking about our our uh, smoking saints, our smoking believers, That's our the smoking, smoking saints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got some. We got some Newport Ministry.
0: Newport camel,
2: Ministry. Camel Camel Ministry. Oh uh, lord. A uh, 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 Doobie oh. and Watch the Movie Ministry um swisher suite uh ministry uh people out here oh well, you know you know still yeah yeah the, the swisher suites uh, i don't know i don't know what they got now but back in my day it was swisher suites optimos you know what i'm saying you had the dutch masters you know Garcia Vega, Easy Backwoods. Riders, Backwoods—you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know, I don't know what they doing. Now. I don't know. My cousin them told me. I it's been a while. I've been removed from the community for a little bit. Dice oh, uh '06 for me. I've been removed since 06 So you know, back when I was smoking, I think that you know, I, last thing I smoked was uh, it was called Purple Haze. It was in a little jar little vile jaw. You know what I'm saying? It was ooh, it was it was it was amazing. I ain't gonna hold you.
0: Well, listen, I I you're right. I don't know what they doing now. I don't trust these people. Even if I smoke right now, I would not trust anybody. I wouldn't smoke with anybody, cause these people are trifling they are here to trick you. And the devil is a lie. But listen, the American Lung Association does report smoking is the leading cause of preventable disease and death in the United States. It causes over four hundred and eighty thousand deaths per year secondhand smoke is the next serious health hazard for people of all ages and this actually causes 41,000 deaths per year secondhand smoke have you ever thought about that just me being in the room 41,000 people die from people smoking around them like they're not even smoking which is insane marijuana smoke contains many of the same toxins and irritants and carcinogens as tobacco smoke e-cigs definitely cause health consequences and um, we don't even know the full safety of that smokeless tobacco cigars hookahs nicotine is the addictive drug and tobacco products cigars smokeless tobacco cigarettes and all that and menthol is the leading flavor of tobacco that kills folk okay so we'll get into that uh later on but i just wanted y'all to know y'all can go to the american lung association and definitely pull up all the effects of smokage on the body it's it's not good, and and this is coming from two people who used to smoke. So you got two smokers on the line right now, um, and uh, I've been taken to a hospital in an ambulance because I couldn't breathe from smoking. So, well, uh, hold on. Oh, go you ahead. go there. I got to
2: tell you. that's gonna be a great, uh, some great you're gonna share. Listen. <laughs> The Bible never directly mentions smoking in the Bible. So let's let's be very clear. It's never directly mentioned in the Bible. There are principles, however, that definitely apply to smoking. First, the Bible commands us not to allow our bodies to become masters of anything or addicted to anything. We know that everything is permissible, but that doesn't mean everything is permissible for our good. And I think that's... So this is what helped free me. So I, I'm giving you guys what helped free me. I'm literally reading from my notes because I used to read these notes mm. every day until I stopped smoking. And I, I struggled with, of course, smoking weed mm. and black and miles. Mine oh, I, I was... I was a, a pack and a half mild smoker a day and probably uh, three to four doobies a day. Let's be very clear. So this is what got me through. And I, I'm just sharing what got me through. Um, so yes, it says everything is permissible, but that, that does not mean that everything is... just because everything's permissible that is good for you and you should not let smoking um control your thoughts and it also takes you to a place to where what god showed me you cannot hear from him clearly because you're not in your right mind and so specifically even my mild smokers I don't know, you know, anybody who listened to me now, anybody who smokes miles, the reason we smoked black and miles, we freaked them and we took the filter out was to get a hair rush. Let's be very clear. So every time Oh yeah, 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 So yeah, we used to call it freaking. I don't know if they still do it now, but yeah, we smoke black and
0: miles.
2: Yeah, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Take it all out, take all that tobacco out, pull that filter out, then put all the tobacco back in. And then we light them up then. You know what I'm saying? For my for my, my fancy people, Mercy. when we get in the clubs, we used to uh, take uh, all the tobacco out. We'd mix half weed, half tobacco for, you know, I'm, this is back in the 90s when you couldn't, you know, smoke in the clubs. Mm. You can smoke like you, you want in the clubs now from what I hear. So listen, I don't know how they doing, <laughs> what they doing now. But yeah, we we used to hide it. But yeah, this was this was something that helped me get through understanding that, one, I need to be able to hear clearly from God. I cannot hear clearly from God if I'm always in a daze. Because I'll be honest with you, I, I smoked till I was in a daze, I was gone. Mm-hmm. And I know some people argue, and-, and I've had these conversations, you can hear clearly from God when you hide. No, 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 mm-hmm. I- 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 that- the scripture is-, is not clear that you hear when you're in uh, a state that you're not sober minded. Let's be mm-hmm. very clear. So we agree, we disagree. If you see it from that perspective, Bless your life. God has not showed me that. I prayed about this. I have studied on this. Because once again, I was one of the ones who told people I would smoke to the day I die. do mm-hmm. you? Oh, no. For real. No, no, seriously. My wife will tell you this is something that listen, I, I said I might give up the miles, But I'm going to smoke me some weed until mm-hmm. the day I die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah when god could get
0: that. Me,
2: god told i had to dive into the scriptures that would help me and show me that this was not god's intent mm-hmm. uh, so of course we, we, we'll dive into the benefits mm-hmm. for the people who need this for medicinal use but i want to yeah, continue yeah. to talk right now specifically i'm talking about for recreational users we ain't talking about the people that really need it it. it yeah for medical purposes absolutely if you need this for medical purposes and this is helping cure your body heal your body whatever you're using this for that's something totally different i'm talking about my recreational Mm
0: -hmm. get
2: off work sitting on the front porch sitting Mm -hmm. on the stool and right in the living room just rolling you one, just to roll oh now come on now don't do that Listen, you know you used to roll your doobie and watch a movie, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Back when Friday came out. Come on now, <laughs> Chris Tucker. I know you don't smoke weed. I know you don't smoke weed. I'm going to get you happy. Hey, I'm going to get you oh, out of well.
0: So bad. Yeah, hey, come it, on. So weird. It's just I mean, it just makes sense. We're to inhale oxygen. So everybody that smokes, knows smoke's not good for you. Like that, nobody's over here like, oh, this is good for me. It's like, everybody knows it's not good for you. But what I think people don't understand is God is such a good God, is such a grace-filled God that the lungs actually heal themselves. So if you don't go past a certain uh, percentage of your uh, lungs being depleted, uh, from the oxygen, the blood flow and all that, as soon as you stop smoking, that neck in the next seven years, your lungs will return pretty much back to the way that God made them for you. For how they're supposed to be, how they're supposed to help you. You know, this is another thing when um, Christians always are talking about, oh, I'm trying to give up cigarettes. You're not trying, cause here's the thing. You take the pack, you give that last pack away and you don't put nail back to your face stop stop acting like my god don't have no power to deliver you from anything this is this is the frustration and i'm saying that from somebody who used to smoke and so um i think i was that's what i was saying before like just i was taken to the hospital i used to smoke newports like that that was my thing newport shorts like all day Weed blunts i mean that was my jam so um i think i was in my 20s and i just couldn't breathe so i called 911 because i was like no I really can't breathe and it wasn't just one of those things oh you high it was I could not breathe you know from just smoking 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 I got to Morehouse Atlanta in Atlanta Georgia shout out PTL doctors and a brother was like listen sis if you will stop your lungs will heal themselves if you would just stop smoking like if you keep on this path it's gonna be bad you know but if you stop you know, the body will start to correct itself, heals itself. It's something that it's it's, it's God. Like that's, that's, this is how God works. And I stopped smoking, but I'm just saying like my cousin had came home from the Navy. I was 11 years old and he uh, was just letting us get, you know, get some of his little weed and cigarettes and that. And all the way probably from 15 up until like before I had my son, I smoked cigarettes. So 25, 25 years old just just smoking you know not not around people because I hated the smell of smoke shout out to all y'all smokers who hate the smell of smoke <laughs> and you're not just smoking up everything you like nah I can't stand the smell of it because I think you have a stronger sense of you'll probably be able to quit faster because you don't you don't really like it you're just doing it yeah probably a nervous habit or something so uh yeah but listen when I got pregnant I dropped everything drugs alcohol smoking I was like nope like the lord blessed me with this life and I'm gonna make sure that I make sure he starts off with a good environment I'm not gonna keep putting poison into my body and then I'm starting him off with my poison habits so I thank God for um you know for babies you know because they do change some of some of these people some people's lives out here but no man if y'all put them cigarettes down that weed down your body will fix itself and to your point you can't hear from God like I don't care what kind of smoke you piece pipes you think you getting like Yeah, when your brain gets numb and parts of it start to shut down, you feel a little euphoric and you start feeling like maybe you are connected to this higher sense of you, but really you're just numbing. You're numbing a part of your body, which it's going to eventually die. Like it's going to die off. You know, that's why long-term smokers have problems with speech. They have problems with memory because you're tearing up your brain and your lungs, you know, but uh, you can change. It's never too late. Like, you just gotta make a difference. Get you some air, start walking, eating healthier, you know, and let the body heal up. So it'll do it for you.
2: No, I agree. You know, Dice, I didn't I didn't realize I was addicted to smoking until I stopped. Like it was something that I just did. So it was like, you know, everybody in my circle did it. This is normal. Mm-hmm. When I tried to stop, it took me about three, three and a half. Almost four months to actually stop. Like, I was like, "Wow, what's going on? I'm having withdrawals. Like, mm. I'm really, really, I need to smoke." So I, 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 I went back and forth with you know maybe hitting a blunt here and there, or maybe smoking a couple black and miles here and there, mm. because I didn't realize that I was addicted to. Something that I had been doing for probably what 13, 14 years.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Thought it was just recreational, just having fun, just hanging out. But like you said, to your point, my body had got literally um, used to consuming this every day. Mm-hmm. My mind was telling me I need this. I would have bad days at work, and I would say I'm off because I ain't smoked no weed. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm off. I ain't have my you know it calms my nerves that was another thing too as well and I need this to keep my nerves calm if I don't if I don't smoke weed I'm gonna go on somebody
0: yeah I mean you know smoke weed nicotine it produces a pleasing effect to your brain Um, it's temporary though that's why you have to keep your your body and your brain telling you oh no you got to keep doing it you know so it's it's hard to stop, and when you when you stop, you start feeling all those other emotions that you've been blocking, that you were trying to block. You know, um, you may have stress or pain in the area, and you could, you know, hit hit the blunt, and you feel a little more relaxed. But the challenge is, uh, when the high goes away, that other pain's gonna come back. So that's why it's important to address the main issues. You know, of, w- of what it really is. You know, even for people with c- cigarettes, they have just a nervous habit. And the, and here's the thing. This affects people who are rich, poor, smart, not smart. Like addiction is addiction. Your body loves to get a release of some sort. Like like the body don't care about your health. You know, like the body, it just wants what it wants. That's why it's important to have a strong mind. Whatever you tell your mind, whatever you put in your mind, whatever you're showing your mind, whatever you create in your mind, that's what's gonna control your body. But there are habits, like you have muscle memory. Like for those of you who wake up, cigarette before breakfast, cigarette, after breakfast, cigarette, you know, lunch on the way, I'm gonna get a cigarette after lunch, another cigarette. It's just, it becomes habit. It's like, you're, you probably don't even want to smoke, but your body's so used to grabbing it, kind of like mine with coffee. Like, I know I'm gonna get up, I'm going downstairs, I'm getting my first mug, I'm putting it in the coffee thing. Now, I've changed and I do coffee or tea or coffee or tea, but it's a habit. Half the time, I don't even finish drinking my coffee. It's just a habit. I do it every day. So, um, I mean, you can change. You can stop. But the smoking, though, it's going to kill you. Like, that's that's the bottom line. So I I think if you got a brother or sister, especially a brother or sister in Christ that's smoking, you need to get 100% real with them. They don't need to switch to an e-cigarette or switch to a something lesser, you know, smoke once a day or have that one cigarette. No, no, we got to stop. Just stop. Figure out a way to stop stop like but you're gonna have to substitute it you can't just say i'm giving up cigarettes because you're gonna have a problem like you said you're gonna you're gonna feel it <laughs> it's gonna come for you and then you have a relapse and now you're gonna double up because you didn't replace it with something you gotta you gotta replace it your brain has to feel that that little space that you've been using by using cigarettes so mm-mm. that's why some people eat they'll be like i'm gonna pick up snacks and then they ain't a lot of weight because they stop smoking but here's the deal. Get, go ahead and pick up your snacks, but pick up some healthy snacks and walk. Instead of eating five Debbie cakes, eat five rice cakes with peanut butter. You know, like just switch it up on your body. Like you have to just break that cycle and and break the mindset. You know, um, you know. And then the more you exercise and the more you eat healthier, the less you gonna even want to want to smoke, man. It can you you can change. Some people think they can't, but like you said, focus. You change. I changed. I didn't think I would ever stop smoking weed for sure, but I got over that fast. I was like, "Mm -mm, I don't need it. I'm just doing it. It's a habit. It's not helping me. It's costing me money, one. And then I don't like cigarette smoke at all. My nose is sensitive, so... (laughs)
2: <laughs> Listen, you into The Fix.
0: You think focused, Gamble. Really Listen, like we're
2: talking about our smoking saints. And, mm-hmm. uh,
0: and I smell all y'all when y'all walk by me by the way. Y'all be thinking y'all be spraying y'all body sprays and stuff and smoking in your car outside. I think I'm smoking. I know sensitive. We
2: got to go to break. We'll be right back. Keep it locked. You tuned into The Fix.
0: <laughs> and The Fix is in.
2: You tuned back into The Fix, your source of Faith infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry, right here on XM. Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. And listen, we're talking about smoking, Um, Mm. all our smoking saints out there.
0: Smoking saints.
2: We used to to be them smoking saints. Let's not get it twisted. So let's talk about it. Is smoking beneficial um, for your body, for as a believer, um, being addicted to it? everything that goes with it so we well, listen we unpacked a lot within the first conversation but i think um dice you you were you were talking about some the, the health health risks that yeah. i think you could dive in a little bit more so people can really understand and i know you know like you said to your point people are going to their doctors mm. and the doctors are telling them listen if you would stop smoking yeah. you would help your lungs clear back up but yeah. we're, gonna, we're gonna continue to give you know the, the stats and give you some help uh yeah. so what do you have now dice on well,
0: yeah the yeah. health risks Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to get into the health risk, but you made a comment earlier. You said that there is no mention of smoke in the Bible. And I wanted to double back and say the reason for that is because cigarettes weren't officially introduced into the world until 1760. So we didn't have cigarettes. And even if we, quote unquote, had cigarettes or blunts or anything uh, when Jesus was walking around, I mean, trust me. I, they 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 didn't talk about it because it probably wasn't that prevalent at all. I don't even know if they could grow tobacco like that um, in in those areas. But I just wanted you to know. Yeah, it wasn't around. It wasn't around. So I don't, I think we just what? created it. What's the guy's name?
2: Let let me tell you why. Because everybody, when when I started my journey of stopping the smoke, Mm. everybody would always throw that in my face. Mm. Ain't nothing biblical to say. We can't get out. Cigarettes didn't
0: exist. We didn't have Marlboro, Lucky Strike, Winston, Salem, Newport, Camel. Uh, They didn't exist until 1920. So it's almost like we brought this on ourselves, creating this product and then turning it into money and then um it just it's it's killed so many people i mean i used to live in louisville kentucky when they had the plant the philip morris plant before they uh, shut all that down like i mean they anyway long story short, let's talk about the risk factors yes yeah, so anyone who smokes we already know that the person smoking knows it's probably not a good idea i mean the warnings are on the cartons now really really big um and a lot of people have this habit because they started at a young age and this is something that people don't talk about either like we usually don't have an older starter smoker it's typically somebody who started smoking in their teen years or maybe even in their 20s they are more susceptible to get addicted um you know than than an adult and then genetically you know this is something people don't talk about if you come from a family of smokers you might end up smoking not because you like smoke, or you're around smoke, but genetically, like the receptors in our brain and in our nerves, like we're we're uh, carving these these little uh, pathways into our 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 bodies. So people who are uh, their parents were addicted to different things, the kids can become addicted faster, and that's with drugs, alcohol, everything. Um, some of us have been around peers who were smoking I was telling you my cousin came home from the Navy He, you know he, he let me smoke at 11 and I never forgot it and it you know a young mind you know this just gets imprinted in, in a young mind and it just never goes away you know that that feeling so um the problem is though when you are a smoker that kind of opens you up to smoke more you remember we used to be in school and they say well uh weed is a gateway drug like it is it is, it is a gateway drug. Like you used to say, ah, oh, no, it impossible I would never go do this and that, and that, and that. Once I do this, but yeah, you smoking cigarettes easier for you to smoke weed. You smoking weed easier for you to smoke something else or or do something else, whether it's drugs or alcohol. Th- these are the facts. So um it's important to just just remember that. Even if you see young people smoking, just let them know. But the lung cancer, though, leading cause of deaths. We know cancer is the leading cause of death, but definitely smoking is the leading cause of lung cancer deaths and also we have emphysema that comes off of this so we have a lot of people in black and brown communities we already know diabetes high blood pressure and now we have asthma and chronic bronchitis just those coughs that people can't get rid of like it's just this it's just, just a deep cough that just takes the wind out of people and some of it is not caused because the person's smoking but they've just been around people to smoke or in a house where people smoke grandma smoke Uh, auntie smoke grandpa uncle smoke and it's killing people that have asthma so i mean your circulatory system your heart smoking affects all of this because it takes the oxygen away the only way that we even operate is oxygen like the lord has created the planet to work together the trees are pushing out oxygen for us to intake like this is how this works and we need oxygen to get into our bloodstream to feed all of our organs so when you have anything any weed smoke it don't matter if you think you hear from god when you're smoking you are depleting your body of oxygen which is a true healing um element that god's created so no focus it's just it it goes on and on and on it's not good for you it's not healthy it's not helping you and um like i said and it stink i just want to throw that out there it's fine make your whole house stink make everything stink car stink and the smell of smoke get in every and listen shout out to the smokers who can actually acknowledge and admit that they don't like the smell of smoke because it gets into everything and it sticks it stays. It can destroy. I mean, you might have to go get rid of your whole couch because it smells like smoke, you know? So it's like, come on. Like, yeah, I don't know. We don't We don't need to smoke. It's not helping us. It's not healthy for us. The body of Christ, we, we're the temple of the Holy Ghost. I mean, we, we, our bodies house the spirit of the living God. Like, so we don't need to have anything else in there that would block us hearing from God or receiving a healing from the Lord. So- you know, it's just it's it's not helping us as a, as a people, at all. Mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, definitely financially. Mm. But y'all smokers, y'all know this is grit.
2: That's good. Listen, I'm I'm just going back over all these notes. I'm finding Go all ahead. my old notes. Uh, mm. Dice. Smoke. I notes. just wanna. Um, yeah, yeah. This, these mm-hmm. were my notes when I uh, was struggling to uh, give up marijuana. I, I wrote this simple note. It says, "Simple observation demonstrates that marijuana." deadens the brain resulting in laziness and the inability to concentrate and think clearly say it again simple observation demonstrates that marijuana deadens the brain resulting in laziness and the inability to concentrate or think clearly and i I, let's be very clear it's funny i wrote this down for a reason because i remember all the times i got fried i called it getting fried back in the day hmm, I didn't want to do nothing. Let's be very clear. You get the munchies, you want to eat you something, and you ain't, you listen, people be texting you. This, I mean, not texting you, paging you. This back back when we had hitters. Yeah, people be paging you. I, I be calling, them, listen, I, now, I, listen, you caught me too late. I didn't have me about three doobies. I ain't going nowhere. Where we going? No, we ain't riding around right now. I, I ain't in the mind of it. So I, I agree with this wholeheartedly. I was, I, a lot of moves I should have made or things I probably should have uh, done, I didn't do. No different in store runs. Mm-hmm. Listen, we would go get everything we needed from the store before we got high because we know we wasn't going nowhere. So that's laziness thing is real. I'm telling you from mm-hmm. experience. It might not be for y'all, but for me it was. It was a real thing. Um. <sighs> so yeah, and I also put, so very similar to using tobacco and abusing alcohol, the recreational use of marijuana should be avoided due to the adverse effects on your health and you dove into that dice the other thing that god showed me that yes everything you dove into keeping your lungs clean making sure that your body is good you know this tobacco you know this marijuana you put in your body not only that this is god's temple why do you continue to keep doing this to god's temple why why do you think this is good and this is beneficial for you in god's temple this is not it's just something we want to do let's be very clear. I wanted to smoke weed because I like enjoy smoking weed. Mm-hmm. No different than any other sinful behavior that I did. Let's mm-hmm. be very clear: it was sinful behavior. I enjoyed it, and I was calling my feelings. I wanted to continue to do it. Wow! Well, <laughs> I got to a spiritual level. To God said, "No, either you gonna do right by me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was that old saying by Grandma. You said, "Baby, you gonna do right by God, or He gonna show
0: you He is God." Yeah, and that's what He did. Do. He does it very well. He shows up and shows out. I mean, I I, I'm I'm with you on the smoking thing. I I definitely, if I smoked, it was because I wanted to. Like nobody was putting a gun in my head, making me do anything. It was definitely a personal choice. And we do have the power, especially through the Holy Ghost, to stop anything. I mean, we already know that. I think it's First Corinthians thirteen. God always gives us a way out. Like like always gives us a way out. And um, I wanted to make sure I went over this. statistic on Forbes, uh, Forbes Forbes.com, the percentage of car crash deaths involving cannabis and the percentage involving cannabis and alcohol combined uh, has more than doubled since the year 2000 all the way up to 2018. So doubled due to the uh, ability to get cannabis readily at a lot of different places in a lot of different states. And so the research has shown that people driving under the influence it has caused twice as many deaths uh to date and probably more than that now this was this was just this just came out uh, in 2018 so you know we're a few years past that and this is compared to any other type of car deaths anything you want to say about that
2: listen stop it <laughs> let's be very clear i think i think we just got to stop um You know that's a big reason why I gave them both up. I'm be honest with you guys. It's been occasions, maybe I'm be honest with you. So my daughter's graduation when she graduated from college, um, I did have a drink with her. Um, I want to say within the last fifteen years, Mm. Mm. I don't even think I've drunk three times. I'm be honest with you. I gave them both up cold turkey because I understand that I cannot do one without the other. I enjoyed smoking mm. and drinking cognac together. I enjoy mm. smoking a black and mild and drinking me a Corona mm. or a Modelo together. Like, they went... I, they, they went were, together. Never,
0: okay, so you, yeah, they, you did one of...
2: Okay. Yeah, okay. I did. So I was never one of those ones who go out for smoke breaks at, yeah. l- at lunch. At lunch? Or, <laughs> or no, no, no. Because I got to have me a cold one. I got to have oh. me a shot. Of <laughs> so, no, I would wait. So I'll be honest with you. I, I'll be totally transparent. So either I would do one or two things. I would get up early uh-huh. at me. So I used to mix coffee and cognac so i would get up early uh, get gotcha. some coffee and cognac and maybe smoke me a mile or if i had a little roach left from last night just a little a little that little bitty you know what i'm saying a little, little little one hit a quitter i would i would end indu- i would indulge so then i would get myself i would get up so i would be, have to be at work literally at uh 6 30 uh, okay. i would get up at 4 30 and have my little coffee and, and uh That's cognac and hit my doobie and go ahead and take me a shower because to your point, <laughs> I didn't want to go to work smelling, smelling like,
1: like smoke. yeah.
2: I would, I would take me a shower, then boom, I'd go to work. When I got off, my wife would tell you, I used to have a cooler in the back of my, uh I had a uh GMC Jimmy. I had a cooler uh-huh. that I kept stocked with Coronas or Modelo. So as soon as God. I got off work, I, everybody know I would go, you know, anybody new, remember had those old school GMC Jimmys? had that little hatchback window. You could just pop open like this. I would pop open that boy, get me a rona, crack that boy. I'd already have me a freak mouth in my ashtray, and I'm riding home. I ain't going to hold you. So you're talking to somebody who did it good for a long time. I'm, I'm talking about well
0: every day well i remember i remember remember being in the car with like my uncle and he'd be driving with a beer and and, and, and smoking and i'm in the front seat with no seat belt like i remember that like i was we were raised in that era where people did the absolute most like i remember when people could smoke on airplanes like uh, but i mean as as we grow and as people are doing the research and as people are unfortunately getting sick you know, we are doing more research and, and switching it up. And, and listen, the information's available. It's it's out here. We know what it is. And I just encourage people to trust God in the process. And here's the thing. Some of you might have that, you can hit and quit it, like just quit it like I did. And some people might, y'all might have a little bit of struggle, but lean into the Lord. Like that's how you're going to get through it. I promise you, like God has a power to take the taste of whatever out of your mouth, you know, but you're going to have to partner with God in that. Like that's, you, you can't keep tempting yourself so you may have to remove yourself from your old friends who drink all the time or smoke all the time or whatever your challenge is you know but you just remove them out of your life and start over get you something new get you something new going on we just want we want life and life more abundantly for everybody so um you know yeah thursday
2: thursday thursday Thursday,
0: thirst for the lord not for these you know not for the whatever whatever and his thing i don't know what y'all smoking nowadays good luck y'all listen i god bless you i thank god that the lord took me through all that and delivered right. me from that back in the day because well i don't know what y'all doing now y'all have too many options it's too many different options so um oh yeah mm-mm, i would be stuck i would be absolutely st- i would not be talking about detox and vegetables i'd be talking about all the fruits I be like, yeah, I got blueberry, strawberry, orangeberry, orange raspberry, black, black cranberry. You like, and I'm not talking about fruits. <laughs> I'm like, I'm talking about. So I thank God that I'm like, nah, y'all can. Have, I want my health. that's another thing like you have a grandson I don't have any grandkids yet but my mind is like I want to be around to see if any of these kids make any kids that maybe they you know maybe they look like me maybe they don't but I'm just like I want all I I don't know what God has for me I want to get an album done some more awards like I want to tour a little bit more I want to be on TV you know basketball games like so no I don't want to be blocking my blessing I'm blocking my blessings nobody else me no not me not blocking my blessings. so yeah, Mm-mm. thank God uh, I let all that go. Gave it all to Jesus.
2: Mm-hmm. Stay focused. Dice gamble. <laughs> We're talking about the, the smoking session, section sex, for all our smoking saints. Uh, we pray that we uh, bless y'all today. Listen, yeah. we got We, we got to take another break. We'll be right back. Keep it locked. you tuned into the fix.
0: And the fix is in.
2: You tune back into The Fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry right here on SiriusXM, Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. And listen, we appreciate y'all rocking with us again today. We pray that Real Talk topic bless y'all today we really just want to dive in a little bit and uh, share some, you know, some tips, practical tips. Mm-hmm. Um, just know that, you know, for our people who are out there who really want to uh, stop smoking and understand everything that smoking brings and does to your body, to your spirit and how mm-hmm. God sees it. We pray we just shed a little light on that dice. That's all, you know, cause like I say, once again, you know, you're talking to two people who were smokers for a long, a decent amount of time. I think I did it for, Fourteen, almost fifteen years before I stopped. um So yeah, you know, listen, been there, done that. I I'm had, almost,
0: I think I had almost twenty,
2: almost twenty. Wow. I attribute it to my deep voice. Now I got that deep voice. <laughs> you, you do not have a deep voice. Let's be very clear. That's
0: not how. No, I sound. no, no. I don't sound. Are you right? I don't sound like that. But um trust me. I mean, I was on the verge of, um, of, of, of probably having cancer. I mean, I, you know just breakfast, lunch, dinner, didn't leave the house without something, didn't come home without something. So uh for those of you who are in that cycle, I, I understand. I totally understand, but um I mean God has more and better for you and you uh can can definitely hear from God better and get more from God when you are are, are in your right mind, you know, like my grandmother used to say, I woke up and I'm my right mind, you know, like um I mean, it's the it body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, you know, so we need to, we need to just keep this thing as clean and clear as possible so we can really hear what God wants for us in our, in our lives. So, um, we have that Romans 16. He is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before his glory. He is able to make all grace abound towards you. Um, 2 Corinthians 9, 8, he's able to keep that which you've committed unto him against that day like he's able to establish you so i mean there's so many scriptures that have got you know really speaking to us about uh leaning on his power not your power and i think that's a key uh part of addiction is it's not it's not about you trying to stop something it is really you leaning on the lord and asking to be delivered from that and really giving that thing over to the lord because god can do anything absolutely
2: anything and the, and the biggest thing is absolutely he can do anything but you gotta lie for him and you gotta come in and you gotta you him ask him. for him to change a little bit so that's that was the biggest thing that helped me dice really me finally making my mind up saying you know what no i need to stop this you know he convicted me he showed mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. so now mm-hmm. it's for me to submit and say you know what i know mm-hmm. um this is something that has a stronghold over mm-hmm. my mind mm-hmm. I, I started praying literally to God and telling him to take this taste out of my mouth. Help me to to, to to fight this craving. And I'll be transparent with you guys. I didn't say this in the segments but to this day, it's funny. I tell my wife all the time. I still have the cravings to smoke weed. I promise you and you're mm-hmm. talking about I've been removed since 2006. Last time I smoked me a doobie. I still have the cravings. Mm-hmm. So it's still up to me to not do it you know sometimes mm-hmm. I have to you know not go around some family members if I know it's going to be a, a, a one of those functions where that's all they're going to do is smoke mm-hmm. all all day mm-hmm. listen I have to hold myself accountable to not even allow for that temptation to be entered in so I, I gotta act like you know I, I got some sense and say you know what I, yes I, I can't say I don't still enjoy it if I mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. allow for it in my flesh that listen mm-hmm. You know your flesh enjoy it, just like for all my, you know, okay. all my people out there, you know, who like to
0: fornicate and everything
2: else. Yeah, I absolutely.
0: That, that I, mean I, I don't, I did not want to smoke weed. I don't even, it, let me tell you right now, I'm going to tell you one of the reasons why is y'all today's weed is trash, okay? So if y'all out there smoking weed, your weed is trash. Back in the day, the weed was the bomb. It smelled good. You walk in the house, it was thick. It was, it just, it did something different, but all this weed, y'all got 569 million different variants. You don't even know where this stuff comes from. And this is something we ain't talking about. This is a whole nother topic. you weed stink. All of you stink. And when you smoke it, you stink. Wherever you go, the smell follows you. And it's not like the weed from 1975. It is trash. Okay. So you need to stop smoking, period. And I'm just going to put that out there. It, nobody likes it. We don't like the smell of it. No, whole... whole...
2: <laughs> <laughs> You yeah, ain't say she ain't want to smoke it because the Holy Spirit told her to. She say, yo, we trash. I don't want nothing to do
0: with this trash. Yeah. Y'all. <laughs> right? Garbage. It's, it's a hot mess. It's been a, what do you call it? Commercialized. I'm just keeping it a thousand. We're keeping it a buck on the fix. Find listen. you something else called the Holy Ghost. Find listen. you the Holy Ghost. Get listen. high on the Holy Ghost. We okay. good.
2: We <laughs> we getting high off the Holy Ghost. I'm gonna the Holy you. Ghost. We appreciate y'all. We got to get out of here. Listen, we back tomorrow. Fire Ten review and listen. We got do this interview too, as well, with our brother Two Point Oh, and he brought a a legendary uh rap uh legend with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Project Pat from uh, the legendary 36 Mafia will be joining us tomorrow. So y'all want to tap in. Y'all might want to start tweeting out, telling everybody mm-hmm. they, they tripping on a Friday. They, they didn't they didn't <laughs> let us on. They tripping. <laughs> what you mean, Project Pat? Yes. The legendary, uh, one of the co-founders of 36 Mafia. Come on now. Juicy J's big brother. 3-6 yes. Mafia. Yeah, Juicy J's big brother. Wow. Project Pat will be on with us tomorrow with uh, our brother 2.0 to talk about their new track, My Story. So listen. You don't want to miss it. Tap in with us on Friday. Friday, fire team review you already know listen. that fire 10 review gonna be fire interview gonna be fire what don't else listen. you need oh i forgot to as well and listen we Something in the city, else? we in the city <laughs> again tomorrow i forgot about the what? Ooh, the red hand <laughs> ooh. oh awesome. already. reunion festival is going down tomorrow mm. at the historic Rock and Roll Hall of Fame right here in Cleveland, Ohio. Listen, this is two days back-to-back. If That's you true. in Cleveland, Ohio, Akron, Ohio, we got you back-to-back. We got Kirk Franklin and Maverick City, Jonathan Reynolds, House Flames, tonight, tomorrow, we got Ty Tribbett, Jermaine Dolly, my, my boy Cannon came through, you know what I'm saying? Represent from RMG, representing Christian hip-hop, literally, with... Red Hands, Jermaine Dolly and more. So you definitely want to tap in tomorrow at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And listen, the, tomorrow's event is totally free. Totally did, free.
0: Did you say free? No charge? Just free. Walk the
2: whole family Don't out. even need money. You don't need hmm. no ticket. You don't need nothing. All you got to do is pull up to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame tomorrow night, Friday, August the 5th from 6 to 10. We're going to be out there. You already know. We outside. <laughs> Remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus is the answer. Kingdom Advancement. The Fix is in. We out.
0: Peace, y'all.